0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, September 12, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, basically, we're going to go over the bull and the bear case. We're going to take a look at what's jumping off the page at us. We'll talk a little bit about the ancillary stuff that's going on. We'll touch on the tinfoil hat stuff. We'll touch on quadruple witching options expiration week that we're in right now. And we just had what we discussed last week, which is the futures contract rollover to the December contract. So a lot of stuff going on. So it's not out of the ordinary for the market to continue Up into the beginning of this week, that's normal garden variety market behavior. What is not necessarily the most normal thing on the board is for them to just blow through home base or the 20 period moving average like a hot knife through butter. So here's where we are. Closing the day above the 20 period moving average, which is the red sloping trend line, closing the day above that, which they did, really opens the door for another number. What's that number up north? Get out your sticky notes and we're going to pinpoint roughly 4.15 and a quarter. I'm not saying they have to get there, but it would be normal garden variety stuff if they continue to push higher to get to and a spike of 4.15. So we're going to use 4.15 and a quarter as a number. If you want to use a zone, we're going to use for 1365 up to 415 and a quarter. That is A, a magnetic zone, and B, where they should find overhead resistance while above and if above the 20 period moving average, which they finished the day above. Now, keep in mind, here we go with the quad witching options expiration. You have to understand that weird stuff is going to happen. The markets likely going to go in both directions this week. So it's not out of the ordinary to see a chunk of points eaten up on the upside, and then all of a sudden you turn around two days later, and they've taken it back, and then some. That is, once again, normal garden variety behavior. It's not that they have to do that, but you need to have the awareness that they do do that. Who is they? They is the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew, also known as Trick and Company. Their job is to fool and frustrate as many traders and investors as possible as much of the time as possible. Their job specifically is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So the bull case is pushing higher, it's 413.65 up to 415.25. As the just-in-caser, what's above 415 and a quarter? 420, which is also the breakdown candle high from the 26th of August. Now, what we'll also say is if they can get above and close above, not just necessarily one day, but at least two days. And if they stay above the high of that breakdown candle, that's going to open the door for a whole nother thing going on because they will have recaptured that big time breakdown candle high. Put that on a sticky note. What's the flip side? Where do they begin to fall apart? Well, getting below today's low opens the door for the gap left open from last week. And upon reaching, if they do, the gap left open from last week, we would determine when and if they got there, whether they were closing intraday below that gap or they bounced off of it and were running a test, fill the gap, ready for another leg higher. Both those things would be on the table. We don't know either way until you get there. It's a real-time type of situational thing. Like most other days, I think it's very worthwhile today to take a look at some additional charts from this particular equity or SPY or S&P 500 to determine if there's anything else we can see on other timeframes that might give us a hint what's really going on or what the next likely move is going to be. What about the 240 chart? Is it telling us anything? Well, what it is telling us is a pretty good reason why the market stopped where it did. We can say it closed above the daily chart 20 period moving average, but right into the 240 chart 50 period moving average. So we could point to the fact that the 240 chart 50 period moving average was more magnetic of a thing today than was concerning on the daily chart. We'll get to more later, but you'll see another piece of evidence on other charts of what might be going on. About the 120 chart. So the 120 chart had the 100-period moving average that was magnetic today, and they stopped short, or they stopped right on it, and then they went sideways basically most of the day. We'll call it a chop-shop formation. About the hourly chart. About right up into the 200-period moving average run sideways all day long. So now you start to see the case that was made. The daily chart 20 period moving average was one thing, but you had three other charts that I showed you. There's others. You had the 241.20 and the hourly chart that all went to the same spot. They all went to that spot where those moving averages converged on those charts, and that was essentially high of day and where they stuck all day long. So the fact that they stuck all day long, what is that telling us? Well, they're running sideways, eating time off the clock under these moving averages to do what? To build energy for another push higher. To where? 413.65 to 415.25. That's what we've been saying. You see how this all goes together? You stitch it together depending on what charts you're looking at. The market is gonna tell you the story. Can you figure out the storyline? Are you in the right area of the bookstore? And then on the hourly chart, you can see here, get below today's low of 408.46. And by the way, you'll find out inside the numbers in a little while that our pivot happened to be right there, 408.50. Above is the bull case, below is not. They stayed above. They didn't go much higher. They went somewhat higher. They tried to go higher. Then they went sideways all day long, but we knew where the bulls were in control versus the bears taking control. That's important that you have your numbers getting started for the day. We had that number at zero dark 30. We'll get to that in a little while. Hey, you don't. One more thing on the other side of the coin. Remember from last week, holding this trend line was important until or unless they break below this trend line, the market is in bounce mode. Now that doesn't mean... They can't or won't come back down. But just understand what's going on out there. The fact that this trend line held and it was a picture-perfect hit of the head and shoulders target, if you will, and we showed that last week as well. Those two things combine. there's a lot of traders that take that information, right? I'm not the only one that has that information. Traders take that information. They build a bull case. They're long the market. So they're riding it up, quad witching, Options expiration week, expect the unexpected. Tinfoil hat event, expect the unexpected. Now, the tinfoil hat event, as I explained last week, isn't necessarily a, here's where it happens, so the next day this happens. That's not the way it works. It's a shift going on. doesn't happen the next day all the time. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And by the way, and we know this too, sometimes it's just... A crap out and nothing happened. Early thoughts. Happy Monday. This is the stuff that's posted to set up the day. It's at zero dark 30. Wake up green as they continue to push toward a destination. Remember, this week is quadruple witching options expiration where weird stuff happens. Let's start with a magnetic thing that sits above current price. The daily chart 20 period moving average comes in around 410.35. Now, what's interesting about this, and I left it on purpose because there was other stuff going on, but once my daily chart clicked off when the day opened today, I realized that the 20-period moving average hasn't registered for this week at the time I wrote this. However, the 410.35, give or take, was there for a reason other than just the 20-period moving average. And you already saw on other charts, I'm always looking at other stuff. So I left it anyway. Didn't really matter. It was just information. The point was is that I wasn't going to be surprised if price was getting drawn up to that general zone for other reasons. So these things are magnetic and they draw price in as they get in the ballpark. However, Mrs. Market is going to have to fight through a few spots on the way up. The first being 408.50, which will be our early pivot. We think better in pictures. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. 408.50 is. Your pivot tested it in the first 10 minutes of the day, tested it around midday, and they floated for the rest of the day. 408.50 was cited at zero dark 30 before most people even were up, let alone had a cup of coffee. I already had a cup of coffee because I'm all over this stuff. Above that, we've got the big fat round number of 410. You see how this works. If they get above the pivot, they're going to hit 410 and higher because It's a big, fat, round number. So I had other reasons for the market to be up in that neck of the woods anyway. And it was a target. On the flip side, we had some stuff cited on the flip side. If we needed the flip side, we didn't need the flip side, so we won't discuss the flip side. Stock's on the move. Nothing hit its number. We had Amgem, BMY, and Roblox, but nothing hit its number. So all trades were, as they say, off the board. And by the way, let me make mention, because I got a a couple of emails today that we're referencing or asking questions about the lack of activity, whether it be inside the numbers or inside the numbers live room. And this is likely coming from newer traders, and I understand that. So let me just address the blanket question. When the market has a very tight and narrow range and it's quiet and the volume is rather light, there's not a lot going on. So there's nothing to do. Those that do on days like today, unless they find a needle in the haystack, a hidden gem, all that stuff, Unless you find one of those, then you're forcing trades. We don't do that. We take what Mrs. Market gives each and every day. When volatility picks up and we have two, three, four trades in the same day, that's one thing. When it's a day like today and it's quiet, it's a watching paint dry kind of day, you don't force trades, you go do something else. You're not going to get a bucket full of trades every single day. That's not the way the market works. He and she who have patience will win in the long run. Patience pays. Case in point, we had a great trade today in the live room, but you had to have patience. It was a short trade and a very quiet tape, and you'll see it later inside the numbers, but we had a number. We knew where the line in the sand was. They went to the line in the sand. They walked right to the edge of the cliff, and then they backed off, and they gave you the thing. Let's move along, see what else we have. We'll get to that anyway. So here it is. They're hanging around the pivot, getting close to the opening bell. So we know if they go lower, opens the door for 407. They didn't do that. And if they go higher, it opens the door for 410. They did that. And I shorted a zero over here, but everybody gets the point. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. That's the big intraday picture. And that actually happened. So they started pushing higher, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Let's move along a little bit and see if we can find something juicy. About 9.53, question comes up from the live room, so we spread the wealth a little bit. Is 4.10.50, give or take, a short trade opportunity? The answer was yes, as long as you're willing to give it a little time and rope, like even a buck to a buck and a half before they stop going higher and crap out for a while. They'll have to pull back. It's wrong with candle closes above 4.11.50. It's a scalp trade with potential. Okay, if you have to pause the video and read that again, I urge you to do so. Read it two, three times to get it drilled into your head what we're talking about. We're talking about here's a short price. They can go a little bit higher. Here's a line in the sand. We don't want them closing candles above here, and they should come down and give you the thing. Let's go back to the pictures because we think better in pictures. 410.50 and 411.50 are the two lines on the screen now. So you can short the tape up there, but if they start closing candles above 411.50, that's gonna be a problem. Now, in the world of Inside the Numbers, when I say that, I'm specifically talking about, and write this often, sometimes I don't, but those of you that have been around a long time get the point over and over again. Closing candles means 10- and 15-minute candles, and it references time. The longer they stay above or below a certain price, the more or the larger the odds become, the more increased probability is that they go to the next number. Whether it's bullish or bearish, the next number is pretty much stamped on the board. So candle closes above 4.11.50, 10-minute candle, a 15-minute candle. They're hanging around up there, two 10-minute candles, a 10 and a 15, that's going to give you some kind of clue that they're really opening the door for that next number above. Here's a 10 minute chart close of this candle, 411.47. Next candle closed, 411.37. 15 minute candle never closed above 411.50. So we never had that. We're counting time, we're nervous, we're sweating bullets, we're pounding the table. We didn't have that kind of situation. You just needed to follow instructions, you needed time and to stay below a certain thing. They had both, they did both, and they gave you the thing. Jordan got it in the room, traders in the room got it, a lot of traders inside the numbers got it, it worked out well, and that was basically the only trade of the day that we had on the board. It was a quiet, watching the paint dry kind of day. We're moving along, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Remember for the shorts, 411.50 is the line in the sand on candle closes, not a spike of, meaning a spike is okay, but it's candle closes. We're moving along. If they're going to push higher, you need to know the next number's higher just in case. You have to know everything in advance. You don't want to find yourself scrambling to find out where the market's going. You need to already know. 1030, the tape is bullish, but they'll eventually have some kind of a pullback. Moving along. There's an opportunity for traders to scratch out when they came back to that break-even point if you didn't want to sit there. And this is where I say others, they should still come back down a little anyway under normal garden-variety conditions to run some tests of the aforementioned prices. Traders' choice. That's because the emails start to flood in. When do you think they're going to break? Do you think they're going to come down? Do you think they're going to go up higher than a 4.1150? Do you think they're going to close candles up there? Do you think they're going to come back down to 4.10? No matter what I write on the board, they come a flooding in. You know what that tells me? It tells me that some traders are putting too much of their account in any one trade. What that tells me, they're too nervous about any one trade. This is a Monday morning scalp trade with potential. That's all it was. And it was cited that way, exactly that way. We're moving along. By 11 o'clock, they came down to the target of 410. That's coming back down to 410. 409.50, give or take, is next. And then they went all the way back to the pivot of 408.50. You can't count on that for the trade, but that's what the trailer is for. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Same routine. If they start closing candles below the pivot, the bear stuff takes over. If they bounce off the pivot, it is what it is, and they go back... To the big fat round number which is precisely what happened in the midst of their chop shop formation stocks on the move three of them no trade i think we already went over that anyway what's going on over in camp iwm well you can see obviously they got to their 20 period moving average still closed above it by a smidgen they're working on the big breakdown candle they're working on getting in there they have a ways to go but if there's another positive slash bullish day tomorrow, they're going to get to an important number. What is that number? Get out your sticky notes. 192.50, maybe up to 193. Write that down. Remember, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator, so I do take note that they were outpacing just by a little bit, but they were outpacing the S&P 500 on the upside today at the end of the day. Not necessarily all day, but by the end of the day, and we know what we say. It's how they close them that's most important, not necessarily how they trade out during the trading day. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're headed back to home base, the 20-period moving average. And if you'll note this and the last couple of charts, you'll notice that they're not all in the same position. Some charts are lagging in terms of the daily chart and the position they're in. When you compare and contrast the S&P against the IWM and against the transports, you could see that the transports are actually lagging in terms of where they are against where the S&P is, for example, and it is my second favorite market-leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. So therefore, not until they would close above that 20-period moving average would we start to put forth other targets in the northern direction? 14,385 is a near-term target. Put that on a sticky note. What about the Q people? So they recaptured the upsloping trend line, so that's really off the table, doesn't matter anymore. Close below it, close back above it, it diminishes the importance of what that concept was. They're into the daily chart 20-period moving average, they're in much of the same position as the SPY, just not above, but at the 20-period moving average. But on the chart, it looks very similar in terms of positioning. Also, the same discussion applies. Recapturing the breakdown candle high, 321.51, would set in motion a whole nother leg higher if they can sustain price up there. Check out the financials. How about already challenging their breakdown candle high? So we just talked about a couple of things. Markets aren't in the same position. Now, this one is really the opposite effect. It's not lagging, but it's actually leading. They're already at the breakdown candle high. They've recaptured some important moving averages. So this chart is more bullish than all the rest. Again, the financials is important. If the financials are going up north, if the financials are not falling apart, it's unlikely the rest of the market's going to have any kind of significant downside activity. Now, can the financials turn around? Of course they can. But this is what we have at present. Put that on a sticky note. Don't get whiplash because the SMH, or Smash Mouth, as we know them to be, is lagging. So this one is the exact opposite or mirror image of what we just discussed with the XLF. The XLF is ahead of the game, the SMH is behind the game, and the SMH is good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So this is telling you they're struggling. They can't even get to, as of yet, the convergence of those moving averages the 100, the 20, and the 50, until and unless they can get to and above the convergence of those moving averages, it's what we say or call no dice. We've got weakness in smash mouth. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast